I want to know about the mindset of a champion. And this week I was joined by journalist and digital health evangelist, the one and only Tajaza. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Could you please tell us about yourself for those who do not know you? Hi, so my name is uh, Tiasha. I am currently working at a healthcare IT company called Better, where my role is to be to the design and develop a community of our users. More specifically, we started with the users of our BetterMeds system, which is a medication management and prescribing system for hospitals. So basically, we're looking at ways in which the community could inspire ideas ideas and spread knowledge towards the world without um, mistakes related to medication uh, management so and increase patient safety through that so we're looking at all sorts of new technologies that are supporting that you know and for example um, we're going to look at uh, digital therapeutics and uh, innovations like that because especially for those that are working in clinical practice they might not be on top of all the latest trends in digital health. So community is kind of the space that's trying to inspire new ideas and just share what's already already out there. So that's kind of a short introduction into the role that I have at the company, but the digital health community probably knows me because of the podcast that I have. It's called Faces of Digital Health, and I'm trying to move away from the American centricity in reporting because while the US is the largest market in the world in terms of digital health, um, I feel that enough creators are already very diligently covering that market. So I'm trying to bring in diversity by being very mindful that when I do Uh, my shows that I choose uh, speakers from all across the world and also talk to them about the healthcare system that uh, they live in and they work in so they can share how different cultures think and search for solutions and in that way encourage uh, diverse discussion and new new ideas. Thank you so much. And you are one of the most influential voices in digital health. I love the international perspective that you bring. It is so important. So thank you very much for all that you do. You are a businesswoman. You are a mum. What are some daily routines that you practice for overall wellness? So I try to go for a walk if I can every day. And apart from that, I try. I started running a little bit more uh, again, and my uh, passion and one of my hobbies is actually pole dancing. So I have a pole in uh, at home, and I try to dance like once or twice a week to to keep myself uh, motivated and kind of boost my confidence. It's it's a great way to do that. Wow, that is really cool. <laughs> I want to I want one of those in my house. You, you didn't see that one coming, did you? I did not see that one coming, I'll be honest. We have more in common than, you know, than just digital health. Um, I don't do pole dancing, but I'm a dancer. I've been dancing 
pretty much it's my great, whole life. Isn't it? It's fantastic. It really is. It's a lot of fun. Do you have any tips for those committed to improving their lives with healthy habits and routines? And perhaps they're not sure of where to start. What would your advice be? I would make it very simple. And that would be to just cut sugar as much as possible. I think that's kind of an easy advice to make. Apart from that, I, I don't... Uh, I'm not a huge fan of very rigorous diets or, you know, fads regarding um, exercise or just uh, food and nutrition. I think moderation is key in everything and that includes coffee, you know. Um, so if you include that, start thinking from that perspective and also take into account that sleep is a very crucial thing for health then I think that's a, a very good start to go. That is a very good start. Sleep, caffeine intake and thinking about sugar is important. When I was working at the Cancer Council of Victoria, I was doing legal research with them and some legal projects there. Sugar was really emphasised at the time and still is emphasised as um, something to really consider as part of your diet. So ever since working for them, I've had that in mind because it was all over uh, the messaging uh, at Cancer Council. I was reading all of the posts on, on their websites when I was working with, uh, with them. It is so important. I didn't realise just how much sugar there is in foods and um, even fruit intake, you know, you're not meant to have mm -hmm. 10 pieces of fruit a day. Um, I was over consuming fruit. I just now I have the two pieces of fruit a day, consider my caffeine intake and do the best I can to get enough sleep. And mm -hmm. it really does make a big difference. Yeah, I did a lot of research in the past when I was still, I used to work as a full-time journalist for a very long time. And I did a lot of research on the topic regarding sugar. And it's, uh, um, I guess, the easiest way to approach it is to avoid processed foods and try to make things on your own because a lot of processed foods like yogurts and sauces and things like that contain a lot of sugar. And when you combine the amount of the intake daily, um, you might be surprised of, of, regarding how much sugar you eat in a day. And when it comes to fruit, it's uh, I think juices are even are problematic even more, you know, because you take away the uh, the fiber, so the sugar it is 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 just digested uh, faster and is again more problematic um, as it would be if you just eat the full whole fruit. It's not such an issue there. Yes, definitely. I've been on this uh, new wellness plan called CenterFit, um, which has been life-changing for me so far. And the meals that they give you recipes and you make your own food. Um, and so we've significantly cut back on sugar. And I really do not miss it one bit because now we're adding new flavors to our food. We've got spices, cinnamon, you know, and different spices in our meals. And now when I eat food, if it contains sugar, it's just awful. I don't enjoy it one bit. Whereas if I eat something with some nice spices included, it's really, mm. really nice. So it's something that we can 
you know, really cut down on. And um, there are alternatives that are just as tasty and enjoyable um, to have. Shaza, are there any particular strategies that have helped you manage and work through really difficult times? So uh, every time that I'm going to, through a difficult period, I try to remind myself that everything passes. So just think of the transience of things. You know, when things are good, you have to know that sooner or later something's going to go bad. And when things are bad, you know, you you have to know that it it will not last forever. So I think that's quite a, a motivating thing for me because it just makes it easier to mindfully go through the difficult period. And if I'm stressed out in a way that I feel that it's impacting me physically, I then use a actually an Australian app called Smiling Mind, which is an Australian nonprofit kind of trying to make mindfulness courses available to anyone. So it's a free app with very short sessions that can be a really good way to, you know, just breathe and be able to go to sleep if you have a difficulty with that because of stress. So those are kind of the two things that I'd, I would point out to. Such good advice there. Um, really important to get on top of that sleep for sure. I'm also using some apps to help me with my sleep. Something I never thought I would do in a million years is a sleep visualization where um, you actually read a story as you go to sleep. I never thought it would be necessary to have that kind of assistance in going to sleep. But um, I found that as life has gone busier, uh, you know, and more things have happened. Um, many very good things, exciting things, and also some traumatic events. Um, sleep became a real problem for me. Mm -hmm. So the CenterFit app has sleep visualizations and you have, you know, Chris Hemsworth uh, doing these uh, meditations um, and others from the app uh, telling the story about lavender fields and <laughs> going <laughs> on journeys with dolphins. It's amazing. And then the Calm app um, has the sound of rain or the sound of an island. And so I put that on after center fit just to help me fall asleep. Um, and that's really made a big difference. But I love what you said there about just reminding oneself that during challenging times, it is going to pass and that it's not going to, to last forever. Mm. Can I ask, what does being a champion mean to you? So to me, a champion is someone that's uh, inspiring, a good leader, which to me means a person that's empathic, that's mindful of others, a person that has qualities like patience, like empathy, someone who's aware that the person on the other side, even if you have a disagreement, is just a person with his or her own problems and reasons why he or she acts and thinks the way he or she does, um, which can really help with reducing assumptions. Uh, assumptions are, in my opinion, one of the trickiest things in human communications because they just uh, um, they can 
cause a lot of harm or just unnecessary conflicts. You know, um, if you just look at the written communication, when somebody writes something, the other person can perceive it completely differently. So you think a person is such and such, and you immediately immediately assume what they think of you, and it's it can be not even close to what they intended to say. So you know, just being mindful of rather clarifying things or just looking at at them. Uh, through a, a patient's perspective uh, rather than just, you know, acting out or um, going to conclusions too fast. That's such a good description of what it means to be a champion. Those different attributes uh, like empathy um, are so in- important. Do you have any advice for aspiring digital health evangelists? So as a former journalist, or I let's say I still consider myself as a part-time journalist with the podcast, one of the things that you learn uh, by doing that is to be critical, to question things, to be skeptical. Americans would say that that's just a very European way of looking at things. But I just think it's, uh, it's good to uh, look at news that you see from a critical perspective, uh, just because you know you have to know that a journalist needs to create a story that's appealing to the audience. So a story has to has a, have a certain structure. It has to have a certain uh, message, and because of that, I often feel that if people only read news, you can get quite a distorted image of how digital health actually works. So in the flood of content that's out there and podcasts and new creators that aim to inspire, which is great, I still feel it's very important for us to um, read and support hardcore journalism, such as New York Times, Stat News, those are kind of my go-to um, go to sources where you can really see that some more research has been done on a specific topic than one uh, can do if that's not a full-time job. So my point is um, digital health is growing very rapidly. It's awesome. It's inspiring. It's bringing a lot of good. But in order to really understand it, be mindful that it's complicated, try to talk to different stakeholders, you know, the patient perspective is completely different to the doctor's perspective, it's completely different to the payer's perspective. And combining all those thoughts um, is useful if you want to grasp the field very well. And I think this goes back to kind of the previous question where I was alluding to not jumping to conclusions too fast and being mindful that there's many sides to every story. Absolutely. And, you know, really something that is very refreshing about you and your voice is that is a critical voice that's bringing in diverse perspectives. And um, you can, it's very obvious to any follower of yours that you are a journalist, that you have that background in journalism, because, um, you are you know, really uh, looking at, at matters in detail, in depth, and um, it's really refreshing to see 
uh, that voice added, your voice added to the digital health community. Where can our listeners learn more about you and your great work? So uh, anyone can search for me and find me on LinkedIn. Um, there's uh, the best way to reach the podcast is just by going to the website, which is www.facesofdigitalhealth.com. I also try to write summaries of each episode. So if in case you don't have time to listen or just want to uh, skim through the content and decide if you're interested in listening, you can you can also do that. And I'm also on Twitter uh, under at Z-A-J-C-T-J-A-S-A. And, and yeah, I think those are quite a few channels to, to uh, look at. Thank you so much again. It was so lovely to have you on the podcast. Everyone listening, please do connect. Um, she is a critical voice in the digital health industry. And I look forward to working with you uh, in the future as well. Have a wonderful day and we'll speak soon. Yes, thanks for having me. Okay, bye. Well, that wraps up my interview. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll speak to you next time on the Voice of Law podcast.